Hey, everyone, this is Chris Ward, founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I'm here with the relationship and revenue with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. Again, so thrilled you decided to join me today and use up some of that hard-earned time. I am equally excited to have Chris Ward with me today. Chris, how are you? I'm just pumped to be here. Well, great. So glad to hear that. Now, folks, for those of you who don't know who Chris is, uh, she talked about being the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day. Well, there's a whole lot that goes into that, and we are going to unpack all of that. But Win the Hour, Win the Day is a book she wrote. It's a podcast she has. I, I would even call it a, a mindset, if you will. It's a way of life. So uh, if you haven't used that, by the way, Chris, it's yours, free of charge. Okay, so. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right. So she's got that going on. She is an entrepreneur. Uh, she has just so many different things going on, but really, Chris, what I think is going to be the most helpful to folks and to understand the reason why you're here today, it's really a good portion of it, maybe even more than half of it, is your backstory because you have a very compelling backstory, and I can't wait for you to share that with our listeners and viewers and then tell us about that background and what impact that's had on how you do things today. Okay. All right. So I was born in a small town. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I started out as entrepreneur, you know, 12 plus years ago as a marketing, uh, my specialty is marketing messaging. And like so many entrepreneurs, I worked insane hours this first couple of years. Like it was nuts. As my husband said, I was constantly stealing from sleep, getting up earlier and earlier, <laughs> staying later and later. So I was told about the two-year mark very gently that I was starting to lose my charm. I wasn't as <laughs> I wasn't as soft and bubbly as I once had because you go two years without sleep and you start to get a bit of an edge, right? So here I am being impatient and snapping at people that were my biggest fans and cheering me on and doing all this to support me. And I realized, okay, I can't keep this up for 10 years. I felt exhausted all the time. It's horrible. So I really went from working 16 hours a day down to six. Now, this did not happen overnight. It's a story all on its own, but let's move this story along. So I did that. And luckily I did because it was just a couple of years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I had been pulled away from the business for about two years. When I returned after his passing, my existing clients were not aware of my absence. The local business community did not know. It was not how we navigated his journey. We were very positive in nature. It just was not attention we were looking for. So then people started to come to me, my clients saying like, we don't understand how we didn't know you were away. And if you could do that, maybe you could show us how to get to our kids' soccer games and how to, you know, stop being distracted and ignore your family on Sundays and things like right. that. As I call sort of like being an email addict, always sneaking off, trying to see if you can get <laughs> a few more emails, you know, cranked out. Right? right. So that's how it all started. And then I started to realize that people like, you know, you guys listening is that you may look great on paper and the business is going well. And you've been doing this a number of years, but what's happening is you're still working way more hours than you thought you would be at this point in the journey. 
Um, and so I realized, oh my gosh, you know, no one person knows how much you work. And so I thought, well, how can I reach these people that are so isolated and working late at night after the family goes to bed or getting up early? And that's when I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day, which has blossomed into so many things, including our new winner circle, uh, which really allows great opportunity and access to, as my all my clients say, uh, get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, John. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, I'm going to have to ask about, because if I don't, first of all, I'm not doing my job. But second of all, I am going to get raked over the coals from listeners and viewers. She talked about working 16 hours a day, mm -hmm. going down to six hours a day. Okay, yeah. I have to hear about that. So okay. Oh my gosh, where to start? You know what? Well, the first thing, it took me a really crazy long time to learn this, that that hard work, you know, to learn, oh my gosh, I remember saying to my mom, oh my gosh, who knew that learning to not work so hard would be something I had, I mean, it was the biggest praise you could give anybody is like, oh, they work so hard, right? So I thought I was doing my business the best I could by working these crazy hours and grinding it out, right? I was also what I call, still am, a recovering rushaholic. I thought I could just outrun time, go faster and faster, right? So a couple of things happened that really changed the game for me. And we work on this in the winner's circle. And it's really about your team, your time, and what we call our toolkits. So what that comes down to is outsourcing now is just unbelievably affordable. But when you have someone, you bring them on where that can be problematic or, you know, give itself a bad name is when you're not set up for that. And it doesn't have to be stifling with all these systems and processes because that sounds like it's going to choke you, but it actually frees you when you have some basic things in play. And some of those things too, you've been misled for a really long time because the traditional corporate setup is very parentified. You hire someone, you give them responsibility, you check on their work like a parent, child, like a teacher, student, and that creates another job. Whereas yeah. what we do, right? I hear a yes from you, right, John? Oh, yeah. So what we do is we have your team manage you and we believe in the win formula, 60-40 rule. You should be in execution. I get your ideas to execution 60% of the time and only doing admin work 40% of the time. And that is, you know, the result of our super toolkits, you know, which are my clients in the winner's circle tell us are like systems and processes on steroids. Um, but that's really, it's not as hard as you think. It's just having a basic team. And when I say team, I like to go really lean. So to me, you know, a big team would be five. Um, wow. But a lot of my clients make really healthy income and, and, and have great freedom in their lifestyle. And they've got somebody like one to three people. So that's a big part of it is the super toolkits. It's the team and changing your mindset. Okay. You mentioned super toolkits because folks, again, for those of you watching, listening, you'll never, you'll never see this, but I'm making the noise for you. My notes, it's, I am voracious and coming up with my notes before every interview just to make sure I'm ready. And invariably, I end up going off of my notes because we go a different direction and I'm cool with that. But you mentioned Super Toolkits. Okay. You got to tell us about Super Toolkits and who they're for and why they're important. Well, what they do. So here's the thing. People have often, you know, you hear about standard operating procedures. Now, again, this, we've all been employees at one point and we found those very stifling. And so the, probably the first promise you made is, you know, when I have my business, things are going to be different, right? 
right. and then also there is this mindset too that because it's your business it went from you know one little thing to another little thing that you think oh no it's all in my head it's fine I, this is my business this is my baby i grew it well successful businesses are not run on memory and here's the other thing you again are succumbing to the traditional stuff that's really frankly archaic which is standard operating procedures they're not written by the end user they're static in nature and they're mostly there for liability and that's why they don't work. And that's why you find them stifling. You're not going to put them in your business. So we have a proven method, much more modern that we've been working on the last 12 years. And they've developed into what we call super toolkits. So it's just a way to constantly compress your work so that you can constantly and your team move on to the next thing. So whatever you're doing now, like we're always like right now we're diving really heavily into TikTok. So that's consuming a bit more of our time, but that's going to be compressed in another month. And we'll get that down from whatever 12 steps down to six, down to four. And then we move on to the next ambition. But my team has to have that bandwidth of freedom in their calendar as well, because when I move on, whatever my next thing is, they have to be able to come with me because now we got another learning curve and we're trying something new right? So hugely important because really, if you think about it, all that makes anyone successful as an entrepreneur or a small business owner is getting their ideas to execution. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, let me ask this. Now, I, I realize the purpose of the Super Toolkit is for that business owner. I get that. Mm -hmm. But based upon the way you described it, it sounds like it's something that people could use in their everyday lives. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah. I mean, I use it for almost everything. Like, let's say I'm traveling. So here's a little thing. You don't want to be relearning things, okay? And you don't want to also people, studies show that if you have to remember seven things, even seven things that you know, you will always forget if you're lucky one to three of those things and they will rotate. It's also very taxing on the brain. We make about 35,000 decisions in a day and that wears down our battery. So what really makes me crazy is when people are, you know, and you know who you are saying, oh my gosh, I just have to be more disciplined. I have to be more organized. It's like, no, that wears down your battery. You need to be more free, right? So what happens is it allows you just to, you know, do something without draining your brain power and move on. So, you know, for me, I have a little super toolkit before I hopped on this show. This has my Skype has to be off. My phone has to be off. I don't have to remember stuff. Oh, wait, no, I was just on a call to shut the phone off. I just have this thing. And similar, like, as you mentioned, John, your personal life. Uh, recently, I, I, you know, I was just doing some traveling and in my super toolkit for my travel, it's, you know, it has there bring corded earbuds. I always have my cordless earbuds when I'm living life, but on the plane, I'm not paying for Wi-Fi just so that my earbuds connect to my iPad and I can watch a movie. So I've got a cheap old pair that comes with me on travel. Now, what would happen is they get on the plane, go, right, I'm supposed to bring those because I never use them except when I travel, right? You know, how many times am I going to do that? So it just allows you to build strength on strength without draining any of your, what I call your battery resources, your brain power. Okay. I could see how that would be extremely useful. Yes, I am useful, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I'm curious, from a business perspective, thinking of win the hour, win the day as the business, have you thought about ways to take those applications and demonstrate that for folks or, uh, I don't know, to monetize that in a way that it's like, hey, yes, this works in your business, but let me show you how to use this in your life as well. 
You can. It's not where my focus is because the reality is when I work with my clients who implement this in their business, it does bleed over into their life and they find it entertaining. But what really my my passion is for you to get your life back. And so what happens is, you know, as my clients constantly tell me within the first month of working with us that they get 25 hours back a week. So when that happens, whew, you know, get, and, and they think when they say, oh, how are you going to do this, Chris? It's really not that hard putting some things in play. And also that 25 hours you get back is just a couple evenings in a weekend. Like, you know, it's really, you take a few of those out and you're back in the game of 35, 40 hours and it's fantastic. But what happens is putting these things in play give you such bandwidth and freedom and breath. And you, you didn't even know how bad you felt as one of my clients said, he said, Chris, I didn't even know how lost I was. I'm starting to feel like myself again. And I didn't even know that was missing. And so that's where my passion lies. And then that does bleed into your personal life. But the real problem is your business, because of your dedication, your commitment, your ambition, and you think, here's the thing, John, if you hear yourself saying, once I get past this next thing, ding, 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 that's the alarm. Because you always think, well, once I get past this next thing, or once we get past this summer or the Christmas holidays, or once I get my new website up, or once I get this new client on board, but you know what? That's not giving you traction. You're just being trapped by busy work, admin work, and new work. Mm, I'm digging that. Okay. Okay. And by the way, folks, I didn't mention this earlier. It wasn't because it's not important. It's just, I wanted you to hear Chris say some of the things that, that I have heard her say before and really start to get a flavor for who Chris is. You need to know that she's been interviewed before. Now, I realize being interviewed by me is pretty amazing. I get it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she has been interviewed by, you know, some other people with, you know, you know some level of notoriety. You know, by, uh, oh, Kevin Harrington, you know, of Shark Tanks, you know, somebody like that, or uh, Secret Millionaires, James... Malinchak, did I say his last name? Yeah, right? yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. You know, a couple people out there. So just thought I'd mention that. Say, give right, now I can add your name to the list. There we there go. You go. I'm sure it will go on your bio one sheet. Yeah. I'm writing <laughs> it out as we speak. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm curious then. Um, I, I, we're going to kind of switch gears, but, but we really kind of haven't exactly because we've talked a little bit about this. This, this whole super toolkits and this win the hour, win the day and freeing up time that you really don't need to be spending on things that are as important, making sure you get your systems and processes in place and make sure you've got the, the team. However big, even if the team is one beyond yourself, you've got at least one other person on your team helping you. What kind of an impact does all that end up having on your personal life, life at home? Well, it gives you personal life. It's everything, right? Yeah. And it makes you present instead of you're sitting there. I mean, I remember back when I call my dark days, sitting in a backyard, we're having you know, a family event and I'm looking around I'm thinking, did that child not just have a birthday? Like we're freaking here again. Like, you know, because everything that wasn't work was an interruption to work, you know, and I used to think I could fake it that I would sit there and put on a big smile and like, oh my gosh, in my head I'm thinking, can't they talk faster? Like anything that took if it took, if I thought it was going to take five minutes and it took eight, I'd be like, oh my gosh, now I'm three minutes behind. Everything was just a friggin' rush, right? Yeah. And so what happens is it gives you back your personal life. You, you're in the moment. And here's the thing. This is so important, John. I didn't un understand this for years, even though I saw the science. So there's endless studies in Stanford, all these places. 
that your best creativity comes in times of relaxation and play. Now, I know that I personally thought because I cared so much about my business that my human brain was exempt to this science because they thought you don't (laughs) understand how committed I am to this. And what I thought was rushing through the day was my, I was organized, I was fast, and I thought these are my biggest assets. But what happened is I was skirting over things, just skimming stuff. There was no depth to it, right? And so, you know, that does then make you have to stay longer and longer at work, but it really doesn't make you the most charming present person in your personal life. And so now when I have my evenings and weekends, I come back amazingly recharged. I might, you know, how many times everybody's experienced this where they're driving along and they have a great idea or I'm really passionate about bike riding in the summer and all of a sudden, oh, I got this great idea because I wasn't running like a hurdle marathon or trying to get to the next thing. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I have different places where where things come to me. Um, But one of them, believe it or not, is when I'm working out. Of course, yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah. Because I'm so focused in that moment on the thing I need to be doing everything else just kind of washes away and it this was not planned at all but that's when i started doing a lot of the reels that i do a lot of the mm-hmm. the short form videos that i do is right after i finish working out because i've seen I, them my, my brain gets cleared yeah. out and things yeah. just come to me and i know if i don't do something with it right then it's going to be gone i know it cuz there's room then there, it's almost like opening a window and letting the fresh air in, right? Yes. So it's it's a game changer. And that's where grinding it out really totally works against you. I had no idea about that for years. I was just wearing myself down to a nub thinking I am doing, you know, you see it all day long online. And really what that is, is, is somebody making, you know, their marketing around an ill-planned journey and trying to make it a hero story. Because that's the deal. You know, I was scrolling through Netflix the other night and there was a, this row of true stories. And I looked at that and I thought, okay, the first thing they're going to have to do is beat me up emotionally and give me some horrible experience that this person's going to go through so we can both go down in the dark trenches of the hole so that they can bounce back up and it makes it for a miraculous story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, thank you. I'll just stay here where I'm feeling happy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But that's what everybody's telling you about running your business. It's like, oh, if you don't have bloody knuckles, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? What I'm here to tell you is that which does not kill you makes you tired. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. You know, in fact, it's it's something that that I didn't understand for a long time. And I I started in business for myself in 2001. I didn't understand, and this wasn't a term that was used in 2001, but it, it is definitely one that is used today, the, the term hustle. Mm, used a yeah, lot. Yeah. And I never, I, it's not that I, I didn't get moving because I did, but I didn't understand it like that was the be all end all, like that was the measuring stick for success was how much you hustled, how much you looked like you were in, either you look like you were in pain or, you know, I mean, not to be gross, but it looked like you had to go to the bathroom. Something was wrong with your countenance. I mean, something really yeah. looked wrong with you. And I never got that. That, that hustle. And then, you know, of course, they've added another word to it now where there's like this hustle and grind thing. Not that they aren't the same thing. They are. But I'm like, I've, I've heard some younger entrepreneurs. And when I say younger, I'm talking about in age. Like they're just, they're younger and they're relatively new to owning their own business. And they think that's how they're supposed to do it because that's what they've seen and that's what they've been told. And I'm like, you can do it that way, but 
come back to me in two years and see if you're still doing this because I'd be shocked if you were. It also, what I learned the hard way too, is it makes you look like a rookie. You know, when <laughs> you're dealing with somebody who you can tell when they walk in the room and, you know, they're disheveled, they're, they're trying, you know, I, I used to think I could cover it up, right? Mm. But you can't. And you can tell when I was dealing with, you know, my mentors and they were very calm and centered and, you know, they would talk to me about different things that could be doing better. And I'm thinking, you do not understand. I'm the go-to person for a lot of people in my life. I get a lot done. If I don't get it done, like I, I get a lot done in a day. So I thought there was just too much to do. And really, it was just I didn't have to set up properly, you know, that they had. And, you know, I just thought, oh, I thought, too, when you got to the t like they're at the top of the mountain where I want to be. And so I thought it's OK for you to be relaxed. But what it's really hard to understand is nothing changes when their business may be bringing in more revenue. Let's say, you know, it's a multimillion dollar company. They just have they just have all the problems that we have times more, whatever that is, times 10, times 100, you know? You know, um, Arianna Huffington tells a story where she just fell over and smashed her face open on her desk because she had a launch of a new magazine. And of course, yeah, she's got this huge team, but they all have people that they report to who report to, and then they report to her. And then she's got investors. And so, oh, this launch is really important. Once she gets past this next thing, things will be different. So the the whole thing is you just look like a rookie when you're running around trying to grind it out. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And I've been that. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. Another clear indicator to me, Chris, is when you're talking to someone about their business, you're asking, you want to know more, and they use 10 words when three will work. Yeah. Like they're yeah. trying to sell me something. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm like no. Please That's don't. a whole other show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, and I have talked about that numerous times. And folks, little time out here. I'm just going to say it. When you meet somebody, keep it out for business owners. I'm talking to you guys. When you meet somebody for the first time, just get it out of your head that you're going to sell them anything. Please, mm -hmm. for the love of all that is holy and true, please do not do that. First of all, it won't work. It just won't. And second of all, you're going to turn off the person that you're talking to. And you could have a potential collaborator, partner, someone who might do business with you, someone who might share your name with tens, hundreds of people. And you could make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars from that one relationship. Don't blow it. Get to know the person. Invest in relationships. The rest will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I couldn't let that go. No, go ahead. It's your show. I'm here for the ride. Okay. So I want to know, Chris, getting back to this idea of relationships, what is it that you're doing right now? What are you building into your most significant relationships? Because we're kind of taking a, a somewhat opposite approach now. So I'm taking from the relationship side, and I want to know what you're doing in those relationships to build them up, make them stronger and better, and what impact do those relationships have on your business? You know, that is a really profound question, John. I'll tell you, I messed that up for years and not because I didn't care, but because I was trapped in the busyness of my business. So mm. what would happen is I realized this time out after, you know, I, you know, I had been away from the business. I come back, I write the book, I do all this stuff. And then I start to make meaningful contacts. And let's say, for example, you know, it actually happened with Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. And I got him on my show and he's, you know, he's a guy I really wanted to be connected with. It was amazing. And uh, you can check it out on the Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast, which we just talk about general stuff there, anything from sales to social media, just to get your next win now, right? 
So I realized, you know, I see him online. I'm commenting because it was this relationship. I saw him on Facebook. Boom, boom, boom. I'm doing all this stuff. And then I start interviewing other guests on the When the Hour, When the Day podcast. And, you know, all of a sudden I caught on. Oh, I've done this before. I'm about to rotate relationships, not maintain them. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, because I had lost relationships where, you know, in my mind, hey, let's connect. Let's have a virtual coffee. Let's go to lunch. Let's do whatever. And I meant it when I said it. But it was never a good day for me to lift my head up from my busy desk and say, I'll go do it now because it seemed like an interruption to work. And then what happens, I'm being responsible, I'm working. And then what happens is all of a sudden you realize five, six years have passed. You're like, oh, I should have stayed connected to that person. Look what they're doing now. And they don't even know my name. And not to be selfish, but, you know, again, it, my network is my net worth. And now I'm, I'm just not building it, right? I'm rotating. So one of the things we're always about is how can you make things, you know, put systems and processes in play using these dynamic super toolkits that have been so proven to leverage that. So. If you can visualize this, what I have now is I have a little spreadsheet and I have the person's name. And then in a column beside that, I have a little picture of them. Mm. And then I have something I know of them personally and professionally, you know, so you, John, I might put a little note there about your boys and stuff like that. And then, then we have that I have a column that I make sure I connect with them once a month and we've got different hits. I might send them a video once a quarter. Or I make sure that we put the date that I did reach out to them on Facebook, even just liking their commenting on their stuff. But I now I can go over this. And then I also make little notes like, oh, you know what? John's always looking for new guests. So I have that in my notes. Okay. So if I meet somebody, I'll introduce them to John. So I also then by virtue of that became, you know, a good connector. And people say, say really nice things about me. Oh, Chris, it's, when you get a message from Chris, it's the best. She connects you with somebody. And it's like, oh, yeah, because I got notes, right? Um, and it also too, one time I had somebody on my show and she was, we, after the show, we were chatting and one thing led to another, we're talking about sleeping. Like, you know, and I said, yeah, I've always struggled with that. Even when I'm calm, my brain, I get so excited. So she told me about weighted blankets. And yeah. so I had this other guest. So let me tell you one story at a time, pay attention. So I sent her a message, tried the weighted blanket, really worked out. I sent her this heartfelt email, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't believe it. Didn't think it'd work. It seemed whatever. So then I get a reply, Chris, that's fantastic. I'm so glad you're sleeping well. This is amazing. I didn't send it to you though. I didn't give you the link, whatever. So what happened was I had two guests that both had red hair, were both working in social media and I got them messed <laughs> up. <laughs> so now with my spreadsheet, I have these notes because it's very easy when you talk to a bunch of different people to confuse two women that have red hair who are ex you know, that you just met who are experts in social media. So again, we have little things in play to make sure that I'm always building on my strengths and moving on to the next thing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I like that. One thing that we haven't talked about, I don't know why I didn't. I mentioned it earlier. It's that, you know, that little thing over your shoulder back there, your book, mm -hmm. Win the Hour, Win the Day. So tell us about that. What was the, what was the impetus to make you write the book? So why write it? Who's it for? And how's that going? going great. As I mentioned, I wrote it so I can re reach more people, right? And just so that they can scroll through. I, the biggest compliments I get about the book is it's a very easy read. Um, and that what I have it divided into is things that are you a successful person or are you a struggler? And successful people is about freedom in your lifestyle, not just about income. And so what happens each chapter, I'll say, here's how successful people handle this. And here's how strugglers handle it. So you can kind of self-diagnose and they're very basic things that you do every day in your business. And so if nothing else, aside from diagnosing yourself, 
you're going to get tips and tricks and tactics that, you know, people tell me all the time, which is a huge compliment. They can read the book and immediately implement things. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm not about fluff. I don't like when you go online, you see something from Google, five things that will totally change your business today. And it's like, set boundaries, know your self-worth, be confident. (laughs) What the heck? You know what I mean? What is that? Right? I'm not into that. I'm into let's get stuff done. Okay. All right. Now, folks, you know that I'm going to do this. For anyone who has listened and or watched this podcast at all, when I have a guest on that has written a book, this is something I'm going to do. So here it is. The first person who listens to the show, you take a picture of that and you post it on Instagram. You got to tag Chris. You got to tag me. When you do that, you're going to get a free signed copy of Chris's book on me. That's what we're going to do. Chris didn't even know that. She had no idea I was going to do that. So we are going to make that happen. So the first person to do that, you get that done. I'll get the details. I'll get them to Chris, and she'll get it sent out to you. Sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris, I'm an avid reader. I have been for years and years and years. Um, you know, I I employ a, a new way of doing it now. Not the reading part. Reading's kind of always been the same. And, and I'm a slow reader. I am. Compared to a lot of people, I read for detail. I can't help it. But I read a book one time and I have it. That's just how my brain works. And so, I, I honestly, I've tried those speed reading courses and stuff before and they don't work for me. I just, I can't do it. But the reason <clears throat> that I read so slow, it's again for detail, but I can recall these things later, many, many times. And when I do that and I share that information with people, they're always like, oh, man, I would love to get that book or I wish I had that book to read right now. Well, I ended up allowing people to borrow my copy of the book. And unfortunately, many times that copy never came back to me and it got frustrating. And so why it took me so long, I don't know. But this was about four or five years ago. I started doing a two book minimum policy where when I find a new book, I buy at least two copies. One is for me and I keep that. The other one is intended to give away, not to loan out. I mean, to us to give it away. It's like, here it is. This is yours. Please read it. If you want to keep it, fine. If you want to pass it on, fine. But that it was much less stressful on me. I wasn't trying to worry about it. I wasn't trying to hunt somebody down to get a particular book back that I really, really liked and wanted. Uh, but it's made it even more meaningful to me, Chris, when I've met people who are authors who have personally signed the book for me. It's like, not only am I reading an amazing book and it's helping me grow, but I know the person who wrote it. So it, it just, it means a lot to me. Well, good. That, I'm glad. I, I appreciate your appreciation. It's, unfortunately, I think it's a bit of a lost art. Mm. Now, I'd, I am one of those people where it, not everything in my life am I a tactile learner, but in reading, I am. I, I do much better when I can hold it in my hand, when I can thumb through it, when I can uh, underline it or highlight it in some way. It's just that's how my brain works best. Uh, I just I like it. And it's this is kind of a weird, quirky thing about me. I like the smell of books. Mm. I just do. There's something about it. I mean, I do like the smell of old books, but there is something about a new, a newly printed book. It has a very different kind of smell. I'm sure mm. you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just, I dig it. It's like, it's, it's almost like it's Christmas when the book comes. Not because I'm excited that the book's coming, but I am. It's the yeah. smell. It's, it's like, you know, some people, they were like the smell of Christmas cookies or something else that's baking. I like the smell of the book. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I <laughs> well, whatever made you happy, you don't have to explain it. Okay, tell us, who an ideal client is for you. 
Uh, so we work with entrepreneurs or small business owners that have been in business at least five years, um, usually service-based. And uh, yeah, just you want to do more in less time, win some time back and just keep scaling your business where so many people confuse growing your business and trying to keep up with that. That's not scaling. That is exhausting. That's growing your business. So if you're looking to get time back, enjoy, fall back in love with your business, get at least 25 hours back a week, service-based business and business for about five years. Um, yeah, we uh, probably could have some fun together. Nice. Okay. Tell me one habit that you think every entrepreneur, entrepreneur must have. So I think you want to do the most, well, there's two things. Oh my gosh. Now I've, All right. So, give me two. Okay. I'll give you two. So I think you need to do, or I don't think, I know you need to do the most important work the first hour of the morning. Okay. So when you start work, what happens is we deplete our decision fatigue, attention residue, all that stuff very quickly by hopping in and out of our emails and having the outside world dominate our forces. Right. So then you're all over the place. What you want to do is you want to do something that requires the most attention or focus the first hour of the day. So quick example, when I wrote my book, I worked backwards and realized in order to get this to the editor by June, which is when she needed it, I had to write five pages per day. And so I would do that when I was freshest in the morning. Not only that, then I had to make a conscious choice if I was going to skip it that day instead of putting it off to later in the afternoon. And this happens and that happens and I can justify moving it to yet another day. So sometimes I'd be like, mm, I don't know if I've got five pages in me today. And then I would sober up and realize, ooh, then you won't have 10 pages in you tomorrow. So it really held me accountable, but also gave me you know, then all day I'm not doing something else and have that hanging over my head, not paying attention to what I'm doing because I have to get my five pages out. So that's a really important one. Mm -hmm. The other thing is most entrepreneurs, what they don't do is they don't treat their calendar like a time bank account. So what happens is they put outside appointments on their calendar, but not their work or things that they do every day. They'll say, Chris, but I do that every day. I don't need to remember it. And to me, it's like saying, you know what, John, your car payment comes out every month and you say, yeah, yeah, I know it comes out every month, so I don't count it. Don't worry about it. Ooh, but the money's still gone. We can't spend that. Right. So what happens is you have things coming off your time that are not on your calendar, which we cannot improve what we do not measure. But more than anything, you may stumble into your day thinking you have eight hours and you may only have five. So that's why you're set up to fail. So those are some things that you can really just think about today and have immediate action. Because as I said, I'm all about big results, no fluff. And that's what we uh, dive into at the winner's circle and win the hour, win the day. Okay. Now tell us a little bit more about your podcast, which is yeah. by the same same name as the book. Yeah, my, pod, my podcast is just an excellent opportunity for me to meet amazing people. We are all about, I've got almost a thousand five-star reviews and each one of them talk about how they can listen to the show and then go try something. So in my case, even though I'm all about podcasts and I'm all about writing a book, I wouldn't have somebody on the show that would be talking about those two things because you can't listen to the show and try it right away, right? So it could be anything from sales to social media, anything that all of us as entrepreneurs are doing, then you can listen to the show and go try it right away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Now, if folks are wanting to find you or to connect with you in some ways, what are the best ways to do that? Yeah, well, you can check out free gift, F-R-E-E, -E, gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S, free gift from Chris.com. I put something special in for your listeners, John, that 
We still charge for, and we're not going to have it there too long, but it's a free audio version of my book. So you might want to check that out. We also have just, we're, uh, uh, we're just putting it up now. We've made this, we worked really hard on this customized uh, quiz, a win back time quiz where you can fill it out and you will get immediate customized results to give you some tips on how you can win back time today. It takes about two minutes. It's free. It's just simple, multiple choice, boom, 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 very quick. Um, but we're, that's really cool and really can help you right away. And is that at the same? That's going to be, we're adding it to that page as we speak. Somebody's working on it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, we're going to keep it simple. Go one place, free gift from Chris.com. Okay, we will definitely do that. Uh, and folks, all the things that Chris has been talking about, I'm not going to make you go back and search through the thing. We'll make sure it's all in the show notes. You'll be able to go bang, 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 get everything that you need, be able to click right on it, get to it. Now, Chris, um, before we get to the, the final four in our wrap-up stage, I want to know, what has you excited coming up in the future? What's what's new? What's coming up for you? Um, or and or what is it? Is there anything that you want to promote today? Because like you, I'm an entrepreneur, have been for a long time. I love entrepreneurs, and I absolutely despise podcasters who keep entrepreneurs from talking about their next big thing that's coming up because they don't want them to sell. Well, guess what? We don't live if we don't continue to sell. So here's your shot. Well, there we go. <laughs> I just passionately believe that your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And so we are diving deeper into our new winner circle just so we could help more people do that. So that is of great fun because people truly do. I mean, I had one guy last week with tears in his eyes said, you know what, Chris, like I am getting my life back and I didn't know how bad it was. And, and, and to me, it's not the high of being attached to their success story, but that business should be fun. We all had jobs that we didn't like. So this is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be daunting and horrible because we you just go back to a job you don't like. So I'm really looking forward to growing the winner's circle and helping more people. Great. I love that. All right, let's jump into that final four. Are you ready? I hope so. Okay. Now, for some reason, I don't know why, but the first question seems to be a little more challenging to most people. I don't know why. Right. It's not meant to be that. But But here we go. Why did God create Chris? Or why are you here? Why am I here? Um, I'm just not vain enough to, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I guess my theory is I don't look at my impact on the world. I, my hour by hour, my goal in life is to leave the room brighter than I entered. So when people say nice things about me in that capacity, that's, that's a big compliment. Okay. Yeah. Like All right. What are you doing reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Um, I just just finished a book by Alex, uh, oh, sorry, Alex Mazzozzi. And it's a 1 million book. I'm so bad with last names. And I always know, I know the book cover. Um, another one I just read was 24 Assets by Daniel Priestley. That was amazing as well. So yeah, I, I try to read every day. I don't succeed every day, but I'm pretty passionate about trying. Okay. I like that. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I love bike riding when it's season seasonally appropriate because I'm in Canada. <laughs> uh, oh, so you don't you don't do it regardless of the weather, huh? Well, I don't do it in the winter because it gets it's dark and it's cold. And I I really I just had this thought the other day. I was bike riding. I was like, oh my gosh! And I cut out early in the summer. And this is great. And I think, oh, I love because sometimes it's a second workout for me. And I think I wish I had this in the winter. And then I said, give your head a shake, Chris. Like November the second week, all of a sudden it's dark at five o'clock and it's cold. Like what are you gonna do? 
Like, where are you going to go? Right. So, so I don't mind biking in the rain or it's a bit chilly, but you know, December when it's midnight and it's five 30, that does not look like fun or safe. Right. So right. yeah, I do my best. Okay. All right. What are you most grateful for? What am I most grateful for? I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful. I really am. I'm somebody that throughout the day, like I might go in the grocery store and have a chat with somebody who's ringing my thing through. And I think, oh, that was a really nice interaction, right? So I really just look for the touch points and everything. I am obsessed about being happy, not about, you know, even if something happens or like, that's not, I didn't do, you know, I don't need to be right. I need to be happy. So I am grateful for being in alignment and for being happy and just enjoying the day and staying true to my goal of let's have some fun today because the time is now. Okay. And one quick uh, bonus question. What podcasts do you like to watch and or listen to? Mm, I have so many. I listen to podcasts for different reasons. So like I have a driving podcast. I have like, it depends what I'm doing. So I've got podcasts for like, it's kind of like wine goes with different meals. I have a whole <laughs> bunch of different podcasts. So for social media, like Michael Stelzer, social media marketing, um, you know, I'm heavy into Formula One. So I'll listen to that really? when I'm driving. Yes, I know it surprises people. So I'll listen to Formula One ones, uh, anything uh, when I'm driving along and I don't have to concentrate. So um, yeah, there's a whole whole litany of them. Yeah, Under the Influence, you might really like. That's all brand stories. And it's done like old style 50s radio where it sounds like a production sound effects. It's like it's like an audio movie. So that's a really interesting one. So yeah, I'm all about it. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard of that one before from another yeah. guest. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you being willing to be somewhat vulnerable and open with us about your past and what's led you to where you are today. And honestly, I, I'm grateful for you and the contribution that you're making to entrepreneurs out there because you are doing what I think is very important work of helping us get our work lives back so that we truly have our lives back. Mm -hmm. And so thank mm -hmm. you for doing that. Well, thank you for your appreciation because yes, you're right. Your business should support your life, not consume it. And viewers, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again today. Um, just, it is a privilege to be here with you every single week. It is not something that I that I take for granted at all. It is something that I am truly grateful for. And so again, thank you all for being here today and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.